I am Jeff Luther and the host of your new favorite podcast, the Inspector Alliance. This is where we'll peel back the curtain and get behind successful service industry businesses to see just what makes them tick. We're going to focus around the home inspection business. That's what I've built. I've owned it for a little over 20 years now. But we'll also include other service businesses that might parallel ours so we can learn more. But the more we know, the better off we are, right? Brett Stewart, dude, I love seeing you. Thank you so much for carving out the time to uh, to chat with me a little bit for the podcast. Yeah. Um, Thank you. So you're an EOS implementer, and before we get into like what the implementer is, what you do, which is which is so fascinating to me, um, can you tell us like what is EOS? So it's EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And, and it's not unlike, if you think of like an operating system on your phone or your tablet, when it's in place, it's going to set the background for the stars of the show to really be their best. So on your phone, if your operating system works well, the apps can do what they want. In your business, if your operating system works well, it kind of goes to the background and you and your employees can reach all your goals. Okay. Takes all the noise out. We want to remove all the errors, all the variants that would normally slow you down so you can execute the way you want. Yeah. And and my question was going to be, what problem does it solve? But that's that's the problem that it solves, right? Do I have that right? It takes the noise out. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it solves the problem. You know, the problem is that People like you and, and me, when I was running my business, um, are creative and want to sell and want to do things and are, are reacting to the entrepreneurial world and don't have the time or skill set or in inclination to build the disciplines that make the business run well on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so it's, it's like any other part of our life. If you if you were just blowing and going all the time, but you neglected your health, your physical health, sooner or later, that's going to start creating all these issues, problems that get in your way and slow you down. Yeah. And if you're driving and growing your business all the time, and that's all great stuff, but you don't have the discipline around people and process and data, then you're going to run into all kinds of issues that slow you down. And we don't want you to slow down. Right. Yeah. Neither does your family or your kids or your team, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So as an implementer, then, is it accurate to say that you you facilitate that process? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at EOS, it's a pretty well-defined system. You know, kind of, it, it is what it is, right? Um, it works the way it works. And so there's really three things I have to do if the team's going to be successful. One is teach them the way the system works. You know, just make sure we understand this is the way it's supposed to work. Two is, like you said, facilitate. Because we can't just slam a system down there and say, make it work. The system has to fit the business, not the other way around. So we've got to facilitate to a solution that works for the team and also fits the system. And then the third thing is coach, you know, like any other coach you've had, sometimes a coach teaches you, sometimes they kick you in the rear, it's whatever it is. Um, but it, it's all about 
you know, making sure that this system that is somewhat formulaic adapts to fit your needs without undoing the strength of the system, right? If we, if we change the system wholly to fit you, then you will get the benefits from it. But we also can't just slam it down on there and expect you to adapt fully to it. So that's where the facilitation comes in. Yeah. So I guess it's, uh, you, you got to find that, find that balance between the purity of the process and what your client can handle. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, if, if you went to, uh, you know, you, you lift weights, right? So if, if you went to a coach that said, this is the perfect way to do a squat, well, you should listen to that coach because he or she knows how to do a squat. But if your knee is a little jacked up, you might have to modify it yeah. or, or it's a fool's errand. So we want to stay as close to pure as we can. But again, the, the team's got to be able to buy into it and adapt to it, or you're not going to get as much traction, no pun intended, <laughs> um, as you need. Which is, that is the book, right? That's, That's right. Traction it explains right. the, the whole process. Um, right. So, and that begs a question. So I read the book and then uh, decided that EOS will be good for my organization. Tell us, like, what's, tell me your story relative to EOS. You, you mentioned that you owned a business before. Did you run it in that business? Did you just pick up the book? Did, were you, did you respond to an ad in the paper as an implement? Yeah, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, I learned about EOS through a peer group. You know, kind of like you're an EO. I was in a peer group, a faith-based organization called Convene. I learned about EOS there. Um, and then I read the book and then I self-implemented in my business and, and did a decent job. And, you know, um, I didn't do a great job. You know, if, if I'd have known now what I knew then, I would have hired an implementer. Yeah. Uh, it sounds pretty self-promoting. Maybe it is. Uh, but I was good at, at the execution side of that. Okay, well, hang on. No need to self-promote. Let me tell, let me, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but if I don't, I will forget it. I started, I self-implemented. That's how I started EOS in my organization. And I will tell you, there are two pivotal points in my business over the years. The first pivotal point was when I listened to someone that said, put, to put myself on a salary, Instead of just taking what was left over at the end of the month, I put myself on a salary. Second pivotal point was hiring an EOS implementer, which happened to be you, Brett. And I don't, you know, I don't know if any implementer would have done the, the great work that you've done for us, but that was huge for my business. And I'm so sorry to wow. interrupt you. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. That's quite a compliment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so I, I was not as smart as you, but, but we actually did pretty well with the system. Um, we executed well, we used the tools well. Um, what I didn't realize until a long time afterwards is we left a lot on the table in terms of, of team health and the, and the strategic part of it. And that just kind of goes to my skills and wiring. I'm more of an executionist or, or an integrator, as we'd say in the EOS world. Uh, but we did pretty well with it. And, and when I sold that business um, at the end of 2015, um, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and I went and helped a friend put EOS in his business. And we actually hired an outside implementer. And that's where I got introduced to 
you know, a, a, a better, more pure way to do EOS. Okay. And then seeing that is when I decided to become an implementer. Oh, which that's was, fascinating. Um, yeah, which was like, you know, middle, not middle. It was the end of 2015 that I got trained and, and unwound all my old businesses and was full-time implementer by Q1 of 2016. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here. So, so this all sounds all right. really cool, right? Um, but here's yeah. what, here's what I see. So you work with entrepreneurs and of course not me cause I'm the most patient, kind and uh, attentive, right. best, best, yeah. best yeah. you've ever coached. Yeah. Easy but, going, never, never an opinion. That's yeah. right. That's right. But they're all entrepreneurs are always right. If you don't think they are, just ask one and they'll tell you. Okay. So how yeah. do you balance telling them what they want to hear versus telling them what you know they need to hear? It's, I mean, it's like your, your, your work, you have, you're serving two masters, right? Um, right. Right. Um, and, and so I've gotten better at this over the years. Um, but I'd say there's, there's, there's kind of three parts of that. Um, one is I've gotten better at choosing who I'm going to work with. Um, so I don't know how to run people's business. Okay. I do know how to do EOS. And so it, it, I, I need to be working with somebody that genuinely wants help and, and will trust the system enough, just long enough, not forever, but enough to start seeing some results. So, you know, you know choosing the right people to work with is a very important thing. And, and, and it's important for anybody to think about running EOS you know, check yourself and make sure that you're willing to trust the system long enough, you know, give it some leash to see if it'll work. Yeah. Um, and so when I'm working with somebody like that, um, they're willing to respect kind of the next part, which is, is my expertise and confidence in running the system. You know, I don't know how to run their business. I do know how to run EOS and I've put it in, you know, almost a hundred businesses. So I've seen about any type of situation so I know how to make it work in almost any situation. Okay. Um, so it, as long as somebody's willing to respect that, then they'll generally listen. Is there is there an ideal size for a company to run EOS? Is it like number of employee based or is it revenue based? Yeah, I, you know, the, you know, EOS worldwide would say that it's ten to two hundred and fifty employees. Oh, wow. is, is ideal. And, and, and that probably is the sweet spot. Um, I have worked with people that had four employees. One of my favorite clients, one of the most successful started with, with four employees and now they've got like 16. Yeah. They're still not a huge business, but they're psychographic. I mean, they're just love this stuff and they're great at what they do and they respect EOS for what it does. You guys were, were small when we started. Yeah. You, know, you guys were under what they would have thought from a revenue standpoint. Yeah. Um, so it really goes more to what we call a psychographic. You know, are, are these people growth oriented? Do they want help? Are they willing to be a bit vulnerable? And yeah. are they willing to trust the system until we start seeing some results? Yeah. So, so it's like, uh, you know, it's hard to to quantify those things. So in the interview process, I refer to that as the 
the camping scenario. Would I want to go camping with these people? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, all right. How, how long do you usually keep a client? What's forever? Like, do you want to hook them and, and have them? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it depends. The, the standard process runs about two years. If you look at the amount of time it takes to get a company up and running with the tools and then ingrain those in the whole business and really get the leadership team, you know, operating at their highest level, that, you know, the kind of the formula is about two years. Okay. Most of, most of, you know, most of, about 10% of my clients will do um, the first quarter and bail out. They're first like, quarter you know, and bail out. Really? Yeah. Just, it'll just do two or three sessions and realize not a great fit. And so that happens. Oh. It's a small percentage, um, but it happens. You know, we just don't always have a good fit. Sometimes people realize how many issues they have <laughs> and they don't want to address them and, and they bail out. Um, you know, and then of the other 90%, um, they almost all get to the finish line. And then about half of those keep me coming back after that you know we're, we're i'm trying to get people i'm set up for graduation my commitment is in two years they're going to have everything implemented and be ready to run it on their own and if they want to keep me coming back because they like that outside perspective they like that accountability and coaching then i'll do it i mean kind of like we've worked together yeah so you you're know, like the anti-chiropractor right right um, right all right. So, so in this EOS process, what would you say is the, is the most difficult part of your, of your role? Um, as far as the actual implementer piece, now would that be, it could be anything like cancellations. I bet cancellations are hard to manage. Oh, kind of the, just the logistical, I mean, just running the business. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I love it. Um, the hardest thing is getting out of your own head and realizing that um, the goal is not to be liked. Mm. Um, and and what happens, and then also what happens is not a reflection of if somebody likes you or not. So if, uh, yeah, I had a client other day that had to call and schedule, cancel a session at the last minute. Um, and we're going to reschedule, but you know, a few years ago, I'd have thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my clients. I'm going to lose all my clients. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. Lose yeah. my house. Yep. Yeah. You create those um, movies, so, right? I mean, yeah. And so that's the hardest part. Um, in terms of running the business, it just, it, it, the hardest part's being patient. I mean, I, I think most of us really love to do this and it takes a while to build a, a healthy kind of self-sustaining business. You know, it takes a few years. Um, so just the patience, um, but it's a fun business. And, you know, from our, from our perspective, our being an implementer, um, it's hard, you know, doing the work is hard, um, but it's not complicated. It's not a complex business to run. Yeah. You know, you know, you're you're managing anywhere from however many clients you decide on. You know, some people stop at twelve or thirteen. Some you know have you know you know twenty four or five or six. 
um, but it's not terribly complex to run the business itself. Doing the work's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, this is one, this is a question I was trying to build up to and figure out how I was going to, how I was going to get to it. This, this is like, for me, one of my biggest questions is, do you still get nervous before a session ever? Because with us, yes. you walk in the room like you own it, and you and it's like that. It's it's so easy and so fluid. I I do. Um, I get nervous, kind of like I get nervous now for a bike race. Um, I'm excited. You know, there there I would I would never. Um, it's it's the thing I want to be doing more than anything that day, but I do get nervous. Yeah. It's or it's you could equate it to going on stage. So it's not fear like I want to run, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I want to make sure that we get started well, that um, that we set the right tone early on, um, and, and that I'm that I'm listening to and perceiving what's going on in the room. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, if I got a team that comes in and they miss their goals and they had to take out some key people or key people left and they're really down. I need to be, I need to be optimistic, but bubbly is not really going to work right now. Yeah. Um, so I've got to make sure that we're starting off with the right tone. So by the time we get to setting rocks, we've got people looking forward and, and being optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, I never thought about that, but you're right. Being bubbly doesn't work. It's not, I guess your job is, hey, there's a, we need to, I need, you need to show them the path, right? But faking it is not going to, not going to work. Right. Now, if they're bubbly and excited, it does work, but it, it's like anything else. You got to meet people where they are. Yeah. You know, even though I, even though I might want them to be here. Okay. Because. It is a fact, right? If we can't get people to some level of optimism, then they're not going to be able to see opportunity. Um, but you got to start and meet them wherever they are if you're going to take them to that point. Yeah. Um, so that brings up a question for me, you know, getting rid of people like is there. So you start, all right, you start working with an organization. And what if they tell me about le the leadership team? Because the leadership team's part of it. What if they don't have a leadership team, or what if they have the wrong leadership team? Can you help with that? Yeah. Yes. Um, and this is one that I've I think I've gotten better at over the years. Um, you know, if people don't have a team at all, you know, or let's say it's one person, you know, and he or she doesn't even have the bones of a leadership team, it's not a good time to start. You know, some people would say, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. But if there's nothing to work with, um, then it's, it's, you get, you just got to wait a little while in my, in my perspective. Yeah. Um, if somebody has a good critical mass though, and you know, they think, Hey, I, I've got about five key roles I need to fill. And you know, three of them, I, I've got, people I trust, one of them, eh, and one of them's empty, yeah, we go ahead and get going. Um, we've got critical mass, we can start working and, and then start adding to the team. And, and about 20% about of the time, 
there's a leadership team change within the first six months in, wow. in terms of somebody coming off the team. Yeah. Yeah. They get shaken out pretty quick, I would think. Right? Yeah. And then sometimes people just yeah. don't want to be there, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and, and that's best, right? When people are self-aware and, and they got high enough trust levels to say, you know, I, I, I love the company. I just don't want to be on a leadership team. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So my next question is, uh, you know, you always want the, the highlight reel or it's like cops, right? Uh -huh. So first I'll say the chances of any of your clients besides me and my leadership team of ever seeing this is, or, or hearing this either or it's pretty limited. So present company okay. excluded. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been in a session where someone got fired or someone was asked to leave the session? Present company excluded. I have. Do you remember have, that with mine? Yeah. I, I remember yours. Yes, I do remember <laughs> yours. Uh, I remember uh, being relieved too. I think it was a good, the right call. Yeah. 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 It doesn't happen a lot. Um, you know, I, I've had, um, you know, I, it's, it seems like a slew of teams. I say a slew, you know, a handful of teams in the past, you know, just year where, um, you know, leadership team members um, had to get moved out. Um, and, um, and that happens. It, it, you know, it doesn't happen a lot in sessions um, or let me put it this way. Um, I've had a whole lot of times where people got fired in sessions. Um, the words just didn't come out till a couple of days later. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny now I use that. I use some of the things I've learned in the sessions in my, in my personal life. Um, you know, like with my kids, if, my, if one of my kids is not home and the other two are saying something about them, I'm like, Hey, look, man, nobody wants to be on the whiteboard. Um, so what we're doing right. now is we're, we're putting him on the whiteboard. So why don't we wait? And, <laughs> let's talk about it to his right. face. Um, so I suspect at this point you're you're to a level where uh, I mean you're getting clients just organically, right? You're probably I mean that 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 piece of the business is probably running itself in terms of marketing and pipeline, and getting new clients. Um, it it is, yeah. Although I still think about it and and pay attention to it. Yeah, you know it because it, it, it'll it'll go away. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm always attuned to it, but yes, I've been blessed. The, uh, it, it, you know, the past, um, the past really two years, I've been in the fortunate situation of if I do a great job in the session room and if I do, um, just some moderate level of, of marketing in terms of speaking now and then doing some writing, um, I'm not having to do a lot of lead generation. So that's great. Yeah. 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 And I guess that you've, you've become sort of the expert in the room and I guess that's where people would go when, when they feel like they have the need in their organization. Yeah. Um, is there. Is there anything else to add anything? Well, let me, let me ask you this first. 
So most, the majority of the of the listeners on here are going to be um, budding home inspection companies or service service companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so far, the majority of folks that I've come in contact with, they're smaller organizations. If if they were considering, if this is something that they wanted to do down the road or something that uh, that they were considering. What would you, if they wanted to get to a point where they could run EOS effectively, where they could they could pay the, the quarterly fees easily, what would you say would be a target for them? How could they set their company up or, or structure their company so that this would be a, an easy fit? Or is there any way to do that even? I don't know that that's a fair question. You mean, how do they, how do they structure themselves such that they could be successful with EOS? No, how would they, if EOS is not a good fit for them now because they're not big enough. Okay. What uh-huh. would you, what would you say to them? Hey, look, you know, you're not big enough to run EOS right now, but if yeah. we want to get you there, then I would concentrate on, um, I mean, the easiest thing is concentrate on growing your business, right? But what would yeah. be what would be the good litmus test for them? Grow your business to X dollars or concentrate well, on getting that next employer, whatever yeah. that number is. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I, I think that, that there's some you know, real simple kind of if you, you know, from an analytical standpoint, um, it's going to cost. Let's just say over the course of the two years. Ninety thousand dollars to hire an implementer, mm-hmm. low more, low less. Um, so that's forty five thousand dollars a year. Um, if your business does, um, you know, two million dollars in revenue, um, that's a that's a two and a quarter percent increase in your profit per year, right? That would pay for your implementer. You probably get that pretty easily. So you can start doing some of this quick math to think of the return. Yeah. Um, and, and, and having said that, it's more, it's more emotional. It's when you get this feeling that I'm leaving something on the table. Yeah. Right. If, if, um, if you were a, or me, let's take me, if I want to go run a marathon, I can get a training plan. I can read a book. I'll do fine. But if I'm a world-class athlete, I need a system because leaving even a little bit of my capability on the table is a big expense. And when that entrepreneur entrepreneur feels like, hey, we've got a lot of capabilities, but we're leaving it on the table and it's starting to nag me, then it's when you really need to consider implementing the system so you're not leaving anything on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Probably well, that's very more well subjective than you'd like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, but also you did give a, a very objective number when you think about how it's going to increase yeah. your profit. Yeah. And I can attest to that, you know, where I, and I, you know, I can, I can say that EOS was big in, in increasing our profit, our bottom line, but also was big in in our top line too. Um, yeah, because there is the the. It's not only about the the technical and the process and all those things, but there is a process when it comes to growing your business too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, 
Britt, you've been awesome. Thank you. Have I left anything out? I don't think so. I, I, I think if I was just going to add one thing, I hope I can articulate this. It says EOS has gotten more popular. I know a lot of people look at it and they feel like it. it is so much. It's so heavy. Um, and it is comprehensive. Um, but really the goal is, is for it to be just the opposite of heavy. If you don't put any structure and discipline in your business, all this stuff creeps in. And before you know it, you have this organization all bound down with rules and everything. What we want to do with EOS is get in the smallest amount of structure and discipline that'll keep those issues down so you can still be entrepreneurial. Yeah. And so, um, it, it's not that we're trying to weigh the business down with all this stuff. It's we want to get the right disciplines in so we can have the minimum amount of stuff and you still be an entrepreneur and enjoy running your business. Yeah, I would equate that to like your health or your fitness, right? It's much easier to not do anything at all. This is fine. I, I didn't exercise today. Right. I didn't do anything today. Three months right. goes by, six months goes by, and then all of a sudden – you're really out of shape and it's way, way harder to get back into shape than it is just to maintain right. your fitness little by little. Good. Yeah, and gradually improve it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've been awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Um, uh, this will be out in you know, a couple of weeks. So I'll, as soon as it's out, I'll send you a link to it. I'm sure you're going to be right on the edge of your seat. I will be. I'm going to send it to all my clients. All right, dude. Thanks a ton, Brett. Right. Thanks for your candor, man. I appreciate it. Always Thanks, good buddy. to see you. Yep. Have a good weekend. See ya.